Come with me and you'll be in a world of cinematic adventures. Hello and welcome back to Cinematic Adventures. This week we are rejoined with the, our co-host Vincent, aka Lance Vince. Hi Vince. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> it's morning somewhere. So we're already starting off with like it's five o'clock somewhere kind of a vibe. Okay. <laughs> it's beer 30 somewhere. All right. I mean, like right now it's nighttime. And when this hits, it's probably going to be nighttime. But hey, maybe the people listening probably. will be listening in the daytime. You never know. All right. So this week we are talking this month, I should say, is Star Wars. So you wanted to discuss a prequel film. And that film is episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Indeed. Now, I have a, a question before we get into this. Sure. How did you see this film? Did you see it in the movie theater? Did you see it at home? Were you hyped for it? Were you like waiting for it? Like how? Tell us, like, show us the, uh, or what's it called? Uh, build the scene, I guess you could say. Yeah, set the scene. That's what I'm looking so, for. For those who know me and listen to my podcast, um, I, I'm a Star Wars junkie, and they probably know that. So mm-hmm. when episode one came out, I was still in high school. I couldn't see it when I wanted to, so I had to wait till the weekend. Episode two came out. I saw that like opening day. But when episode three came out, I was super hyped for it because I had watched the micro series, The Clone Wars, like that kind of it was the same guy, same animator who did um Samurai Jack did this series. Mm-hmm. So I watched that and that got me super hyped. So I for the first time went to a minute premiere and that was for episode three, Revenge of the Sith. I was that kind of hyped. Hmm. Okay. How old were you when it came out? Were you a teenager or a kid? I wish. I was 19. <laughs> oh, okay. So like me. Um, so what's your impression of Revenge of the Sith? So basically when episode one came out, I liked it. Episode two came out. It was good. I felt it had some letdowns. Oh, really? It was good. You thought it was good? That's the word you're going to use? Okay. okay. I felt it could have been improved upon. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. But so when episode three came out, I mean, for me, I had the feeling of this is it. I mean, this is the end of the trilogy. This yep. would be the end of Star Wars movies for. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like it took George, 20 years to get the Phantom Menace. Yeah. I mean, George is getting 30 years. I mean, this is his baby. Yep. So I'm pretty sure he's going to send the baby off to college after this and recede again. So I knew that they were going to throw everything they could into it. I know they had a huge budget going into it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I expected big things out of this movie, and for me, it felt like on the most part it delivered. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting, because okay, I talk about this a lot on this podcast. How the reason why the prequels were so disappointing to Gen X and above is because we had all the hype. We were like, "This is gonna be it. We're gonna see Vader. It's gonna be awesome." And it was like, like people don't understand. There was more hype for the Phantom Menace than there was. Like, if you take the hype for The Last Jedi and Endgame and put it together, that was the hype for the Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. Like, it was huge. I remember that. It was all over the news and newspapers, magazines. Yeah, and this was back before you could reserve a seat. So if you wanted a good seat, you had to just literally camp outside of a theater. And we did that. Like, Mm -hmm. that's how crazy we were. We're like, I am going to sit outside a movie theater for days so that I can have a decent seat to watch this one movie. And then we would turn, like, if we liked it, we would turn around and do it again. Like, Oh, I gotta go see it again. And for me, the Phantom Menace was, 
it was a little bit of a disappointment, but I was like, it's okay. You know, he's, I mean, he hasn't made a Star Wars movie in 20 years. It's going to take a minute. Next he's one's going to be great. No, second movie comes out and I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Doesn't matter. Next movie, we get Vader. Anakin turns to Vader. It's going to be epic. It's going to be awesome. Like, so for me, like all my hopes were like laid on Revenge of the Sith. And then when I saw it, I was, I was definitely disappointed. I just didn't want to admit it because I was supposed to see it again with, I saw it the first time by myself. And then later that weekend, I saw it with like a group of 10 people. So I didn't like, I didn't want them to see the disappointment on my face. So I was just like, I'm not going to tell you what it's about. You have to just watch it for yourself. And they were like, people were like trying to take every little minute expression that I gave and like, you loved it. You hated it. You loved it. (laughs) Dude, just watch it for yourself. Just wait. And and then sure enough, like the very people who were like trying to read my my face and everything afterwards, they were like, ah, oh. and I was like, yep. <laughs> so yeah, See, it, it was a disappointment to us. Yeah, for me, like I I love the action of it. I mean, I'm in the whole Star Wars realm. Mm-hmm. My top two characters on it are, of course, Jedi and bounty hunters, and and this is just jam packed of Jedi. But the aspect I loved about it the most was that the good guys lost. And I mean, at that time, I mean, you knew they were going to lose. We've seen, we've seen star Wars. We know where this goes. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I knew like they lose, but it's one of those, they lost so catastrophically. Like it was something that was totally caught off guard and it wasn't like, you know, just a hunt them down kind of games. Like, okay, guys, surprise, you're all going to die right now. And gone. But see, I think that's part of the that that's part of the problem for me. That I, I didn't like that. Because I feel like the Jedi who have this like extrasensory perception should have seen it coming. They should have known it should they should not have been able to be caught off guard. It should I would have preferred them sense it and try to stop it and just be unable to and had to like run away. Kind of like with General Grievous, where like, you know, he always he talks a big game and he fights heavy. And then when he sees he, can, he he can't win, he just bails. I would have preferred the Jedi do that rather than they are just like, huh, why is that stormtrooper pointing a gun at me? Oh, no, I'm dead. Like, you know, like that's to me like that's that's going out like a punk when you have when you have the ability to sense things and to know things, not necessarily before they're going to happen, but like before a normal human would know they're happening. I feel like their reflexes were no better than you or I. So what's the whole point of them being Jedi? Right. Like they're supposed to be space wizards, you know, <laughs> they weren't yeah. very wizardy, but I mean, but for me, that was like kind of, I, I mean, like I said, I, I knew it was going to happen, but that's kind of bring to life. I think is what kind of really did for me is follow, you know, Anakin did our fader like that part too. I mean, I didn't like the mushy stuff with him and Padme. I think it was just a little too cheesy. Yes. I mean, and it was cheesier than episode two because episode two was him being creepy. I don't know. Like- episode two. It, I don't think it was cheesier than episode two because episode two was like a full block of Brie. Like it's hard to get more cheesy than the whole I hate sand. Like you can't, you can't, you can't, you, you just can't like the whole thing when they're in the field for no fucking reason, he's supposed to be protecting her. Shouldn't he keep her inside? Oh, they're out in the middle of a field with like no weapons or protection whatsoever. And like 
frolicking and shit. Like it the whole honestly, like it's not a critique of any one movie, but their entire relationship is stupid. It doesn't work. They have zero chemistry. It's creepy as fuck because when she met him, he was a little boy. And then like a couple years later, she's like, oh, you're a grown man. And I'm like, how is that not pedophilia? Stop it. No, she just got to think if you're younger guys. But he was he was like a kid kid. He was and now she's like, ooh. (laughs) And I'm like, I can't know. Nope. And then even like aside from that, if they had like unmistakable chemistry, you could kind of be like, yeah, but at least, you know, you could you could make whatever justification you have to make to let that to be make that be okay. But I can't when they don't even have chemistry. They have none. Anakin has complete and total chemistry with Ahsoka Tano throughout the Clone Wars. Every scene they're in, especially in the final season, when he shows up and she turns around and he's like, Ahsoka, he has never looked at Padme like that ever. Like not once in all. And I don't care whether it's the Clone Wars, whether it's in the comics, whether it's in the movies, he has no chemistry with Padme. There's no reason he should be with her. It's just so stupid. I can't. I, I can't. I think my this, this discussion on, on another episode before <laughs> about him and Soka, how they should have been together and Padme should have gone away. Yes. Yeah, because in my head canon, because we all have our own Star Wars canon, right? Yeah. We've seen the movies and we're like, we just kind of erase the dumb parts and then create our own story. <laughs> so true. In, in my head canon, he did get with Ahsoka. And at least when he met Ahsoka, like, yes, yeah, she was a kid, but she was a teenager, not a kid kid. Because like the first time he meets Ahsoka, she's like 14. Whereas when Padme meets Anakin, Padme's 14, like she's like 14 or 15. I think she's 15. Yeah, she's 14. He's nine. And yeah, no, he doesn't even have a teen. There's no, he's not even in double digits. I can't do it. I can't, you gotta be at least in double digits, you know, being at least hit puberty. Like, come on, man. At least with Ahsoka, she was 14. Like she'd already hit puberty. That's it's, it's bad enough, but at least like at the time he met her, he was like 20. So he's not like that much, or he was, he might've been even younger. He might've only been like 18. I think it was like, I think in the Clone Wars series, I think he was 20. Yeah. So he's like, not, even though the age difference is technically greater between he and Ahsoka, at least when he meets her, she's a teenager and he's kind of still a teenager. So at least they're in the same like developmental process. You know what I mean? Whereas Anakin was an actual child, as in like not even 10, like going to bed at seven kind of thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's creepy is what I'm saying. (laughs) And then on top of that, like he has total from the moment Ahsoka walks up and starts like smart talking him. Like he gives her a nickname. What's Padme's nickname? Padme. You see what I mean? Like they don't. She calls him Sky Guy. He calls her Snips. It's so cute. So in my head canon, those two got together. Unfortunately, I had to kill her off because he needed a reason to go to the dark side. And uh, yeah. but he doesn't immediately go to the dark side when she dies. He has he's like hanging on by a thread, and he decides to work with the Jedi. And it's during his like time working with the Jedi that he ends up getting together with Padme. And she gets pregnant. And before and when he finds out she's pregnant, he does not find out that it's twins, though. And then um, he starts to believe that she's having an affair with Obi-Wan. So he doesn't actually care about the kid because he doesn't think it's his. Because I know at some point, I'm not sure 
cartoon series or the comics where it was suspected that Obi-Wan was having an affair with Padme. And it wasn't by Anakin, it was, it was assumed by someone else. But it was like one of those kind of quick side things they did, and they kind of dismissed it. I got that because in this movie, in Revenge of the Sith, on Mustafar, when um, when he's talking to Padme and Obi-Wan walks out and he starts force choking her, I feel like he was jealous in that moment. Yep. Like he was like, you son of a bitch. So I feel like, and of course, Obi-Wan constantly sticking his nose in where he doesn't, where he doesn't belong. I feel like that kind of like added fuel to the fire and with Anakin being so close, like teetering on the, on the dark side, um, him thinking that his wife was having an affair was like, that was too much. Like that was, that cut the court, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I, even if Obi-Wan wasn't there, I still think that Padme would not have convinced him to leave without the emperor's blessing. To What you mean uh, in Revenge of the Sith? Yep. Oh yeah. He was going to, he was he was all in at that point. Yep. Um, but Got the, the thing and everything. So here's the thing. No, his his eyes weren't Sith yet, were they? They were. I didn't think I that think happened until hit... the middle of the fight when they they started turning. Or were they were they already turned? Yeah. When um he was when he killed the separatist leaders in that room, and it kind of shows him kind of brooding. Mm-hmm. He turns his head with his um. You know, hood oh up, yeah, you're right. One eye. You're right. So then that had just happened. Yeah. Okay. So I, that's another problem I have with this is that his entire purpose for becoming Darth Vader was to save Padme, right? Right. So why in holy hell did he force choke her? If he was doing this for her, there's no way he would force choke her. If anything, he would have force choked Obi-Wan. Yeah. In In logic land. (laughs) Well, I was going to say Obi-Wan would have kicked his ass, but now Obi-Wan would not No, Obi-Wan. And, see, and that's another thing. The biggest problem I have with all of Star Wars is fucking Obi-Wan. I hate Obi-Wan. I can't stand Obi-Wan. Cancel me if you must. I will die on this hill. I can't like, stand in, Obi-Wan. In, in general or young Obi-Wan or old, old, old Obi-Wan? All of it. Clone okay. Wars, prequels, regular Star Wars. I hate Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's an asshole. <laughs> Here's why. Obi-Wan is a liar he's deceitful he is willing to cheat he is manipulative how are these things that are admirable the Jedi are supposed to be the good guys it's a it's one of those occasions of like where the devil is actually the honest one you know it's like what how is he the good guy like look in the clone wars how many times does he use manipulative tactics to win his battles i remember there's an episode where somebody was even like oh obi-wan we know of you. We know that you're a manipulator. So we know you can't be trusted. And I'm like, exactly. Thank you, evil guy. You're right. <laughs> like, perfect example right there. And again, in that instance, he was lying and he was manipulating the guy and he ended up killing it. Like he was like, oh, I just want to truce. And the guy was like, no, we know you're better. We know better than that. We know not to trust you. And Wasn't sure enough. In the Clone Wars movie cartoon where he like he fake surrender to the guy in the tank. Yeah. Like, tea or something. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that guy was like, no, we know you're a manipulator. We know better than to trust you. Exactly. I'm like, thank you. Somebody else has been paying attention. Also, he is the luckiest SOB in the galaxy. The only reason that he has won all of these major battles, like when he fought, I will give you maybe he could have beaten Grievous, but there's zero chance he beats Maul. There's zero chance he beats Anakin. There's zero chance he beats Maul the second time he, he faces Maul. Okay. In my head, Cannon. 
Maul's still alive. Fuck you, Rebels. Anywho, <laughs> so <laughs> the reason why is because he's not good enough. And I know the Obi-Wan stands are like, yes, he is. He's the greatest Jedi. No, he's not. The most powerful Jedi before Anakin was Yoda. The second most was Mace Windu. After Anakin went through his training for about a decade, he was the most powerful. They even say in the movie that his training rivals Yoda, mm-hmm. which who and was the city, most powerful. So how in holy fuck is he going to beat Anakin? He can't. How does he beat Maul while he's still a Padawan? He doesn't. If Qui-Gon Jinn, his master, gets killed by Maul, he gets killed by Maul. The only reason why Obi-Wan is still alive from any of these encounters is because of plot convenience. He has to be alive because he's alive in Star Wars. And I don't call it a new hope because it was fucking Star Wars when we saw it. <laughs> so he's alive in a new, he's alive in, in episode four. So he has to survive these encounters. I would have rather you just showed him be like a lily lily livered like weasel and run away. Like I would have rather it be Obi-Wan that runs away from every battle instead of Grievous, because I feel like that's the only way he lives. There's zero chance he defeats Maul. He gets murdered. There's zero chance that, or you know what? When he encountered Maul, what I think should have happened was instead of Maul dying right then, Maul, after Maul kills, um, after Maul kills uh, Qui-Gon, like the building starts to crumble and like they all have to get out. So he can't face him. So Maul gets away and Obi-Wan gets away. That makes sense because there's zero chance Obi-Wan kills Maul. Zero. He does. He cannot win that. Maul is stronger in the force and he has trained longer and he's just better. He is like that's it's just it's true. He can't beat Maul. And then in Revenge of the Sith, he has the high ground. How the fuck are you going to have high ground when you guys can do backflips off of fucking towers and shit? There's no such thing as high ground when you're gymnast. <laughs> Come on. Like, no, no. There's zero chance he beats Anakin. That fight would have lasted about 10 seconds. Anakin would have killed him and kept going. Also, also, Anakin, Mr. Every single time we see him fight from here on, while after he turns into Vader, he uses the Force, right? Mm-hmm. Why did Anakin not use the Force to take out Obi-Wan? He could have easily force choked him and killed him. Anakin wins that fight 100 out of 100 times. <laughs> Obi-Wan has zero chance of beating either Maul or Anakin. The only reason Obi-Wan wins is because he's still alive in the next movie. I think the reason why they, I think they, I, well, I'm not sure if it was George or not. He explained it, the reason why, only reason why Obi-Wan won that fight is because he is horrible at offensive attack, but he's a good Defensive. Well, Doesn't Anakin matter. is a lot better offensive, but is not very good defensive. So they're kind of complete opposites. That's why the fight went so long, and how Obi Wan got that one lucky shot and you know to cut off the limbs, and that was all luck. That was like, oh crap, he's coming at me, and just swing. Yeah, and it again. Why? Okay, so he had a lucky shot. Why? Did Anakin give him the chance to have that lucky shot? Why didn't Anakin just throw him into the fucking lava and move on? Anakin was stronger I, in the Force. I, he could have done it easily. I always got force the feeling that Anakin. Well, yeah, but I had the feeling that Anakin didn't want to just kill Obi Wan. He wanted to humiliate him in a way, and you know, basically choke him to death would have just been a simple oh, killed Obi Wan's like yeah, as you do it, like choke him to death. Like oh, really? That sucks. Well, okay, but, he but the 
again, look at Anakin's style of fighting. Like, not Anakin. Look at Darth Vader's style of fighting. Because Darth Vader is not the same as Anakin. Anakin is far more fast-paced, like, attack, offensive. Vader... Oh, he's mostly human, then. Is, Vader's more robot. Right, and Vader is more... Vader's attack style, he uses the Force a lot. And he is very much... He's, as far as offense and defense, he'll do both. It's a mixture. Um, if you, he, Vader style is far more intimidating, is what I say. Like, he, yeah. when by the time he ignites his lightsaber, he fully intends to kill you as Vader. When yeah. he was Anakin, like, he would light his lightsaber maybe to get you to stop, like, maybe to, to be like, hey, I will charge you and I will injure you. But if you make me, I will kill you. I'm not necessarily going to kill you, but I'm definitely going to beat you. But as Vader, he's like, if this lightsaber, like if you see red, you're dead because he's going to kill yeah. you. If he can't kill you with the lightsaber, he'll force choke you or just like perfect example. When he was fighting Luke, he wasn't even trying to kill Luke, but he would still grab things from around the building and throw it at him. Yeah, he tries to do him. Exactly. So why is it? And in that fight, he was filled with rage. He was very passionate. It was his first foray delving into like allowing the dark side to take over so why didn't he just kill him and move on if you're in a rage in like a like a a crime of passion i don't think you're thinking ahead to like i want to humiliate him i think when you're raging like that you're just like kill 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 especially since he had just killed a bunch of people so he's kind of like hopped up on the on the dark side you know he killed a bunch of kids and well in that instance he had just killed all the separatists that too so yeah what, so he's like high on the dark side. So why wouldn't he just kill him and get it over with? Maybe Obi-Wan's always holding back in the entire time. Now he's like, mm, now I got to step up my game. Now this guy's a real threat. But before, everyone's like, no, nah, Maul. Doesn't matter. Cheap. Obi-Wan's not the chosen one. Obi-Wan's not even in consideration <laughs> for the chosen one. The only other person in consideration for the chosen one is Mace Windu. So Obi-Wan would have his ass handed to him because Anakin is just stronger. Well, Obi-Wan's big. Well, it's an almost failed Jedi because he almost flunked out of the Academy. Exactly. You're proving my point. <laughs> okay. Obi-Wan is not anywhere close to Anakin's league as far as strength in the force or even strength of the lights, like strength as far as like dueling. So Anakin would have just mopped the floor with him. Anakin without the dark side beats Obi-Wan. Anakin imbued with the dark side destroys Obi-Wan. So either way, there's no way Ana- there's no way Obi-Wan lives. I mean, Vader gets him in the end in Star Wars. Huh? I mean, you know, Vader gets him eventually in the end. Well, in Obi-Wan's end. You know, he puts his lightsaber and Vader takes the swing, knocks Obi-Wan down. Luke screams no. My favorite part of that entire interaction is Vader walking over to the robe and tapping it it with his foot. (laughs) I don't know why, but that's my favorite part. (laughs) When he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) You know, I, I actually on that note, like I love like after like the, those doors shut and Vader's kind of trapped in there and, you know, the characters escape according to I think it's, it was one of the comics that came out. See, Vader burned Obi-Wan's robes at rage and kept his lightsaber as a memento. Mm-hmm. But it said that um when the first Death Star blew up, Obi-Wan's lightsaber was lost in there because it was destroyed as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. Because for me, like, I understand, like, this whole original trilogy was to show the downfall of Anakin Skywalker into Darth Vader. And see, I that's know... what I thought. But it feels like Lucas was more focused on showing the downfall of the Jedi as a whole. 
and like Anakin's think, story was happening in the background. I think it developed into that. Yeah. It's kind of like a, you know, like episode one was, okay, we're laying the foundation of the universe. We got pod racing. We got young Obi-Wan. We got Qui-Gon for this movie. And then episode two was supposed to be like this. Okay. Now shit's going to get real. And it got real ish. <laughs> that That's why I, I kind of go back to like, it, there's things that could be improved upon. Mm-hmm. And that's like a whole different episode. Yeah, but for me, episode three was supposed to be this, you know, grand gesture of you know, Anakin's fall to the dark side. What happened to the Jedi? Because you know, in you know, Star Wars and then Empire, it's you know, Obi Wan, Yoda, Luke. They're saying that, and they're saying we are it. It's like what happened to all these other Jedi, mm-hmm. which later in the you know now Legends books, they're they're all in hiding. Yeah, I miss Le- I miss I miss Legends. I wish it was still canon. Um, they might be, from what I've heard, they may be retconning the retcon because <laughs> basically the sequel trilogy kind of retconned the originals and the prequels. And uh, from what I've heard, where they're going now, they're kind of in the process of retconning the sequels. Um, and they're starting it with the Mandalorian. So it's have you watched? You've been watching the Mandalorian? Oh hell yes. Okay. Every Friday. All right. So you know how they're kind of leading us down a path. Like we're getting, we're heading towards like Boba Fett's still alive Mm -hmm. and the Imperials. We're seeing like what the Imperials were doing when they didn't just like disband and go away. It seems kind of like they're leading us toward where, where it began or not where it began, but where uh, Lucas wanted to do his sequel trilogy. Have you heard about that? I did where they wanted Maul to be kind of the main villain. He took on an apprentice. Maul and Talon. Leia would have been kind of it. Yeah. Um, And that's from, that's straight from legends because Darth Mm -hmm. Talon, I don't think has been in any of the the canon stuff yet. No, she's legend. Yeah. So um, like they, it kind of feels like that because when you watch the end of solo, Maul is there and everybody was like, why is Maul there? Because this was originally Lucas's vision. Lucas wanted Maul to be so, he and he even set it up in the Clone Wars with the crime syndicate. Like he takes over the Pike and all the other, you know, yep. the this Black Sun. And he's out there as this like crime lord that's too small. He's first of all, he's like on the outer rim and he doesn't ever come into the core systems. And he's too small for Palpatine to really give a shit about. So he's just like, okay, you know, whatever. Just stay off my planets and, and like fuck off. But then when Palpatine dies, that creates a power vacuum. Yep. And Maul ends up connecting with the imperialist who don't want to just go away and you know and be part of the republic. They so want, Maul they want to come like, back. Yeah. So Maul like joins with them and his crime syndicate includes the remnants of the Empire. And then it becomes a battle between Leia and the Republic and Maul and his you know, and then the remnants of the empire and Luke has to face Maul and his, he's like growing the Jedi empire and his Padawans basically like face Talon, I think. But um, yeah. that would have been way better, like leagues better than mm-hmm. what we got. And it, I feel like they're still, they're, they're kind of silently doing that um, in the Mandalorian because there's, they started bringing up the Imperial, like they've definitely laid the groundwork to just be like, yeah, we're just gonna ignore episodes, you know, seven, eight, and nine. Those didn't happen. They're I feel like yeah. they they've laid the groundwork for that to be like with Maul showing up at the end of Solo 
they definitely laid the groundwork in the Clone Wars. And I feel like uh, that's kind of what Mandalorian is leading us to. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's how they're going to go, because I know John Favreau and Dave Fioni, I mean, with them at the helm of, you know, the Mandalorian and also, I mean, Dave Filoni had the Clone Wars and Rebels. Mm-hmm. They they had the attention of, of the audience. They have the knowledge of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they have everyone's faith in them to make what they want and knowing that knowing that it'll be good. So if they do go, on, go down the route of kind of breadcutting the sequel trilogy, I think it'd be in the, be in the best interest of everyone. Yeah, I do too. Because um, the thing is, everybody can see through your intentions. They become, a, they become evident eventually. And the sequel trilogy, for one, wasn't planned out. And second, Kathleen Kennedy very much had an agenda. And I hate saying that because I feel like all the incels will be like, yeah, like, no, I'm not agreeing with you. Sit down. But she is, she, she, I think what she wanted to do was she wanted to use Lucasfilm as a means to create a legacy for herself. And she wanted that legacy to be, she brought women into Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem is that was her intention. Like it was that above all else. And she did it in such a horrible, horrible way. If you continue to tell the story of star Wars. Okay. Like perfect example. Had you, had she just done what Lucas wanted Leia, it would have ended up being the chosen one. It would have been a woman in the end. Yep. So just tell that story, you know, just do that. And, and like, there are way better characters, female characters in star Wars that have nothing to do with the sequel trilogy like um, Jyn Erso, my favorite Star Wars character, aside from Darth Vader, is Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. Because she has depth. She's a real character. She feels like a real entity, you know, like a living being. Whereas I don't like, it's so, even though we're in a galaxy far, far away, Rey is so far-fetched, I can't even suspend disbelief to believe that she can do, like, I'm watching Space Wizards. This is a series about Space Wizards where they can do mental tricks and backflips and shit. And I'm like, nah, I can't go there. Like, I, I can't believe that she can do that. Like, how badly do you mess that up? Do you get to that point when people are like, you know what? I can believe that like a, a two foot frog can do backflips and use a lightsaber and like choke you out and shit. But I can't go that far. You know what I mean? Like, how bad do you have to mess it up? For me, like when when they announced episode seven, you know, Force Awakens, when I saw the preview, I was like, Okay, so Emperor Remnants are coming back. The be Star Killer Bay, so you know Death Star number three. Mm-hmm. I was like, this this could work. I mean, you have a brooding villain who now became a very emotional brooding villain, and you know, I know I knew eventually like Ray would be like the Jedi go to, but I mean, for the groundwork that they laid from Episode Seven, mm-hmm. I was on board. I was like, you guys can make this work. I mean, this, mm-hmm. this could be good. And then I saw the movie. I was like, okay, this is kind of a rehash of, you know, the original Star Wars. Okay. You're just trying to build your base. Got it. Now, Shadow comes out and takes a dump on that. And then, you know, Rise of Skywalker tried to sweep away the poop, but mm-hmm. it just smeared. 
Yeah, it really did. It really did. That's like the best way to describe it. Like, try to take it away, but it just smeared it all over itself. Well, um, yeah. What really, what kind of really annoyed me was like, uh, I know this goes way off topic of episode three, but mm-hmm. when they they announced we're going to bring back the director of episode seven, to episode nine, and we're going to make this right. I was like, cool. Okay. Well, because originally, I forget the guy's name that they had originally had written the script for episode nine. Trevorrow. Yeah. The Dual Fates. I love the title of that way more than Rise of Skywalker. Um, Especially since Dual of Fates actually would have made some kind of sense, whereas Rise of Skywalker yeah. means nothing when all the Skywalkers are dead by the end. Yep. Yep, bloodline's gone. And Anakin doesn't even come back. So basically, this entire trilogy was just to fuck you to actual Star Wars fans. Yeah, but I, I had a glimmer of hope and faith. So kind of comparing when I saw episode three, I mean, I was hyped for it. Because, like you I said, it was, it was supposed to be the last one. I mean, they had the Clone Wars going on. I knew the war would continue. We're going to see Vader's fall. What happens to the Jedi? All this crap going on. But then when episode nine came out, I mean, I saw the trailer on it mm-hmm. looked good. Bring back the emperor. I thought was going to be a super risky move, especially when, you know, Snoke was the bad guy and now Ren is the bad guy. But like when I saw like, you know, more stuff come out, like the little TV bits and all that, you see like, Oh, little ads on YouTube. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I gotta see it. I'm going to kind of hold, things back and when i actually went and saw rise of skywalker i was like they're trying their hardest to keep this crap that you know has been put in front of us and mold in something good but you you can't honestly i think they what they should have done was just do it like they what the problem is they half-assed the retcon of the last jedi they should have done a full retcon of the last jedi they should have instead of bringing back palpatine which like not one person believed bring back snoke just say it was a hologram or not a hologram but just say like if anything like they like they gave you the the way at the end of the movie when luke had force projected himself Mm -hmm. just say snoke force projected himself or that was you know a puppet and the real snoke is still out there somewhere just bring back Snoke. like why not bring back snoke and be like fuck you last jedi you don't like you don't get to take away my villain, okay? And like I think they should have done that, and it's, they should have like why the hell did he ramp up? Everybody was complaining that Ray was too powerful with no training, so he's like, okay, so I'm gonna give her a quick training montage or a quick not even montage, just a quick training scene, and then I'm gonna make her a god. <laughs> what the fuck? Seriously? Like that's not no, <laughs> like no, and then. He knew he had to give her a reason to be so powerful, so he made her a Palpatine. But that didn't make any fucking sense. So well, she was the daughter of a, cl- of a failed clone. Exactly, she's the daughter of a failed clone. So the clone didn't have force powers, but she got all of them. Like what? How does that make any sense? It doesn't. It was funny. I, I forget where. I think I saw it on Facebook. Some guy basically said, "You know, explain the end of you know Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker to me." And some guy put like a comment below saying. This is the movie where the true bad guy wins. It's like, you know, all the Skywalkers die. A mm. Palpatine wins. Mm-hmm. And just to spit in their faces, she takes their name away from them mm-hmm. to make it evil. I'm like, And wow. she goes back to the home world that neither Anakin nor Luke liked. Both of them tried to get the fuck out of there as fast as they could. 
She goes back there where both of them experience nothing but suffering and is like, and Mr. I hate sand, his lightsaber is buried in the sand. Yep. Giant fuck you to them, <laughs> to both of them. <sighs> it's the dumbest thing ever. Like, I don't like I've said, I've talked about this probably every single episode. There's no reason for yeah, her to have. steal their name. There's no reason like she if anything, she should have taken on the name solo because they're the family that helped her. Ben is the one who revived her and brought her back to life. Um, Han is the one who mentored her. Luke told her to kick rocks like literally. He's like, get the fuck out of here. And Leia is the one who trained her. It's the solos that embraced her and actually made her who she was, not the Skywalkers. See, I was really hoping that she would have been like the lost daughter of Han. Somehow. That's exactly what I see. See, we're on the same page. Same mm-hmm. page. To me, she is Han's daughter. And the reason why she's just as powerful as Ben is because she's just as she's, she's this, his sister. Yep. And so in that way, she would be a Skywalker. To me, Rise of Skywalker meant Anakin. You know, the whole reason for all of the trilogies that he comes back and he's the reason, you know, he's he has something to do with Ben turning back to the light. But no. Ben turns back to the light so he can get a little smoochy. True. What? Yeah. Before like, he dies. Whole... Before he just dies all of a sudden. Yeah. And then he just dies. And then on top of that, like the fact that, so going back to Revenge of the Sith, Anakin's entire reason for not imprisoning Palpatine or even killing him, but for keeping him alive and actually turning to the dark side was so he can learn how to force heal to keep someone alive. This is a man who is the most powerful force user in all of the galaxy at this point. He's even more powerful than Palpatine. We never saw him face off with Palpatine, but he could, could beat him. Like even George Lucas said, yeah, he could have beaten him if he'd fought him. And not only is he the strongest person in the force, like as far as, you know, just force ability, but he has trained under the Jedi for at least a decade, right? Yeah. He has no idea how to use force healing so he became, he joined the dark side to learn how to keep Padme alive. Meanwhile, homegirl's just like, boom, you're healed. She's Jesus fronting in the desert and shit. And I'm like, are you fucking, you just retconned the whole thing. If that was an ability, he could have just, I don't know, downloaded from Skype or some shit. Then why did he become Darth Vader? See, one thing I was kind of really hoping that would happen, this is kind of my expectation when, of course, you know, Anakin's whole thing was to make sure Padme stayed alive. Mm-hmm. That's kind of pretty common from episode two. But when, you know, he, when Mace Window falls out the window mm-hmm. and Anakin kind of realizes what's going on and Palpatine tells him, like, you know, it's, it's a power only one has achieved, but if we work together, I'm pretty sure we can do it. Right at that point, I wanted Anakin's eyes to go super wide. Like, what did you just say? You don't know? And like him grab his lightsaber and like just go after. Palpatine in full, like, you know, full rage mode, like dark side versus dark side, like trying to assume mm-hmm. the, you know, title of master right away. And Palpatine just being just enough stronger to put, not put him down, but put him back in his place, saying, like, hey, here's what you did. I know, you know, we're going to work together, but it didn't Let's happen. See, okay. So I get what you're saying, but there's two reasons why that wouldn't have worked. So for one, Palpatine isn't stronger, so maybe he, he was wiser, though, so perhaps he would have tricked him and been able to get, you know, get a, a handle up. But the main reason why you couldn't do that is because if that had happened, 
Vader would have immediately gone back to the Jedi and been like, yo, we need to take this motherfucker down. <laughs> like, because he's not like, if he doesn't know how, then he now doesn't have a reason. So he would just immediate, he would revert back to like, okay, then I'm gonna let the Jedi handle you. You know, that's what I think would have happened because, because the only reason he kept Palpatine alive was because of, you know, because of knowing of, of to keep Palp- to keep uh, Padme yeah. alive. That's true. Cause like, when and he I asked feel him, like, like, do when you want to kill me? Obi-Wan, he would have like, he would have gone to Yoda and been like, yo, like we have to take this dude out right now. So, and yeah. also Mace Windu's not dead. Just throwing it out there. I know. How and... can he die when like we, how many times, not only in this, in the actual movies, but in the Clone Wars, have we seen Mace Windu himself jump off what is, would essentially be the top of a skyscraper and land on his feet? Well, and that's one thing is I'm coming, looking forward to is that YouTube that YouTuber Star Wars Theory is doing an episode where it's going to basically focus on Mace Windu's survival. I know, but is he? Because that mofo said that he was going to do it. Like I went to the premiere of that when he um, he put it out in the theater here in L.A. Mm-hmm. And um, I almost got to meet him. I was standing in line to meet him. And the director came out, whispered something to him. He had to go back inside. And then instead I got I was talking to the director. Well, because I know, because I follow his Instagram and all that, and apparently he's already commissioned someone to do the music for it, and they're doing, I guess, the initial art like for it. So yeah, but they've been doing progress. that for like over a year. Like, remember last year? Not last year. It was twenty twenty? Yeah. Um. So th- the first one came out in twenty eighteen. In the beginning of twenty nineteen, he said that he could have it. He could do it at the end of last year. Or at worst this year. And he's still like not like all we've gotten is artwork, which he started like immediately after Shards of the Past came out. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, dude, you little sus. Like where wins episode two? Well, exactly. He was trying to crowdfund for a little bit, but then, you know, he got, he got shut down because of that. He got, he got told like, you can't crowdfund this from, I, guess, I think it was Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. Film. So then that's the thing that I don't understand because he was given very strict instructions on how he could get on how he could like fundraise for it. Meanwhile, there's a guy named Jamie who did his Obi-Wan story and he totally crowdfunded the whole thing. So that's why yeah. I'm like, what? Cause like I've seen other, you know, other fan made, films and i'm like wait a minute homeboy had a total crowdfund i think the the main reason is like star wars theory is such a big youtube channel yeah because he's got like two and a half million followers so and jamie's channel i can't remember his last name but um he played obi-wan in the the movie that he did but it was just like a quick it's same like shards of the past where it was like 10 15 minute film um it looked pretty good but yeah he totally crowdfunded the whole thing and I'm like, okay, so if he could do it, why can't you do it? Like, it, it's to me, it didn't make sense. Like the the restrictions they put on Star Wars theory, and then for them to monetize it for like the the music division to grab a piece of a note and be like, okay, because yeah. of this note, we're gonna monetize and take the money. Yep. Like, that's fucked up. It was, but... and you know what? Like, I feel like this again is. It's I don't know if this is necessarily Kennedy, but it's definitely like part of Disney, because back when Lucas himself was the head of Lucasfilm, that would have given him a job. He would have been like they would have invited him in to work at ILM. I mean, like, oh, you know, that was really good. Like he so Lucas never really endorsed the um, the legends, but he was like, hey, you know, I just put out the story. You can it's yours now, you know? Yeah, because I remember I read an interview with him, and they asked him, "Was like, do you read these books?" 
He's like, I read a few. They're good. I like them. Yeah. He didn't like, cause his thing was, he wasn't trying to make money off of that aspect. He made his money off of toys. Yeah. And it seemed like when Lucas was in charge, it was more about, you know what? I made for you guys. Enjoy it. Make it what you want. Exactly. I mean, like it's like once you create the story and you put it out there, it's ours now. It's, it's like the fans. Mm-hmm. And I think so. Lucas is an actual creator and he cares more about the story than about like anything else. Because if you do a good story, the money will come. Yep. And um, of course, Disney cares nothing about anything but the money. So if you're using their IP, they're going to shut you down. So, yep. Which surprisingly, there's so many Star Wars pages still on YouTube. They're actually getting some decent subscribers and monetizing. Disney hasn't really stepped in to many of them. Well, because you can do, there's fair use. You can use their content. You can use like snippets of their content as long as you're like doing commentary or you change it um, in a certain way. Like there's fair use is just a, it's a tricky thing, but as that's why they're able to do that. Um, but if you were trying to put out content, like trying to compete with them, like what Star Wars Theory did with his movie, which of course, like it was embarrassing to them because his movie came out in between The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. And everybody's yep. like, yours is way better than what Disney did. And so <laughs> yeah, that was, was like a slap in the face to Disney. <laughs> so, because it is better than what Disney did. Um, yeah. Well, because it was a true passion project. Yeah. And I loved the teaser at the end where, um, oh, by the way, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, on YouTube, there's a channel called Star Wars Theory. And he put out a mini movie called Shards of the Past. It's like 15, 20 minutes long. And it's really good. And it takes place immediately after Revenge of the Sith. Like, like literally immediately after <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Like, right after the no! Like, that's when it happens. And it's solid. It, I mean, looking right now, it has over 20 million views. Yes. It's it's a really good short film. And there's a teaser at the end of a purple lightsaber. So we know that Mace Windu, in, in Star Wars Theory's mind, Mace Windu survived. And I'm like, thank you. I wasn't the only one. Because everybody's like, oh, that he fell from that height. And I'm like, yeah, but he's a Jedi. We have seen him personally fall, for, or not fall, but like jump out of towers and land on his feet no problem so why would he be dead and then other people are like oh well because he got hit with the force lightning so did luke still alive yeah not dead (laughs) and honestly i think you know for me it was always mace windu it was always that question of he's alive is he dead more likely he's alive because my thought was always they were at one of the highest buildings in coruscant that's a long way to fall. I'm pretty sure during the time he left that window and hit, and hit the ground somewhere, mm. he had time to kind of regain himself, put himself back together, be like, okay, ground's coming up or something's coming over. I'm going to grab this, land on that instead. Yep. He had time to plan this out. And he trained for this. He's a Jedi. He was he was a Jedi far longer than Anakin was. So yeah. there's no reason he's not alive. And my favorite theory is that he is what became Snoke. Or what he became ended up being snow like he went to the dark side because it would make sense because there in the force awakens there was that line of like yeah i've seen the empires fall because he was there you know he mm-hmm. saw he saw the empire formed and he saw it fall and like it could have been that he lost his hand and he just became like you know he he went so completely to the dark side but he refused to become a sith 
like that would have been awesome if Snoke had turned out to be, you know, an old bitter yeah. Mace Windu. <laughs> that would have been really cool. A, a true dark Jedi. Yes. Yeah. That would have been. And then also um, it, it may, would have made sense for, you know, people saying, oh, Jedi and Sith. And he's like, I'm not Sith. And for him to hate the Jedi so much. Like true. that makes that would make sense, you know. So there are so many things it could have been. <laughs> Yeah, what what could have what could have been what can still be hopefully I mean red cons are a thing still like you said. Yes. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully. Um okay, so one more issue that I have with this film okay. is that Padme supposedly died of a broken heart. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? That was a very quick opt out. It was one of those we need her to die, but we need kids to survive. So how do we do this like mm, emotional distress, let her die? Yeah, heart. and uh, apparently he forgot that there's one little line in Return of the Jedi, that makes this all not make any damn sense. It's like, I remember my mother a little bit. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And she was born last. So how the hell does she remember her mother when she died right after? Like, what? No. Um, also, in my head canon, again, because, you know, I rewrite this shit. Palpatine killed her to keep Vader on a leash. But mm-hmm. I would have had Palpatine... If I had been writing it, instead of having Palpatine kill her immediately, I would have had I would have had her give birth and not die in childbirth. And later on, she would die and it would be Palpatine like taking the force out of her Um, from in my head. Canon, the way it actually went in the movie is that um, Vader was slipping away. And to keep her alive, he drained Pal- he drained Padme and put her essence into Vader to keep him alive, which makes sense. Yeah, because I know in in the books they do say that you know Palpatine had a huge influence over Pal- over um, Padme. Like mm-hmm. basically, he's the one who manipulated her into loving Anakin. That's how he was able to manipulate Anakin so much because he couldn't control Anakin the way he wanted to, but he knew how to control him emotionally. Yeah. So speaking of in the in canon, Vader knows that she's pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. Why do they split the kids up? Why doesn't he go after his kids? He never gives a flying fuck after that. He's like, oh, she's dead. Fuck it. Like he doesn't even ask, what about the kids? Like nothing. He just gives yeah. them no. And then I, I, I think he just assumed is like my go-to on that. It's like, oh, she died. Well, the kids no we could the kids could survive. But you would have asked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the uh, that's the first question. Like yeah. if you like, where's Padme? She died. What about the baby? The next question out of your mouth, like for anybody, because she was far enough along that the kid could have been saved. However, she died. The kid could have could have survived. Yeah. I mean, she she was full term. Then there's the, the fact that Luke and Leia are both strong in the Force, right? Mm-hmm. If he and also I think in the in the book version, like he sent out he sensed for her and he couldn't find her. Yep. Okay. Why didn't he find Luke and Leia? Uh, not sure. And then when Leia was in front of him in Star Wars, why didn't he know that she was his daughter? For one, wouldn't she have looked like Padme? She kind of does. And two, wouldn't she have, like, he can sense the force in people, right? The force is strong in this one. Yep. So the force isn't that strong in Leia. Okay, cool. But wouldn't he know that she has the force? No, because originally, you know, Luke and Leia were not supposed to be brother and sister in the original Star Wars movie. It was only when, you know, Lucas wanted like some sort of like extra connection that he actually made him brother and sister in Return of Jedi. It was kind of like a last minute rewrite. Right. 
But in like yeah, no. if we're keeping to the story and we're going yeah. all the way back, she's right in front of him. He's yelling at her. He has no idea that's his daughter. Maybe and the, the problem is parenting. The problem with this is that like in humans and normal humans, not force sensitive, but like everyday people, wouldn't you have been like, she reminds me of somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you may not know that it's your kid, but if you look at that kid and you see like a little bit of your, like she had his fire, his defiance. Mm-hmm. And she was very much like her mother. Like, wouldn't that have, wouldn't that have sparked? And she was from her planet. Yeah. And then on top of that, he tortures her and doesn't get anything out of her. Yeah. When he tortures her, wouldn't he have figured out like, oh, this is my kid. <laughs> you know? See, one thing I always wanted them to do, and of course it ain't going to happen, is, yeah, that line from Return Jedi is like, I knew my mother a little bit. I'd always had hoped that somehow they would do some sort of rewrite on this where, you know, they fate her death. Like, well, it's, oh, wow, she's dead. Like, the body that's being paraded through Naboo at, like, mm-hmm. a funeral. It's just, like, some, like, one of her stand-ins that she had all the time who may have died for some other reason. And that she, she actually went to Alderaan under the protection of, you know, everyone there in hiding to raise Leia, knowing that she couldn't handle two kids. So, you know, she worked out with Obi-Wan, Yoda, and all that to take Luke to uh, Tatooine. I have very similar headcanon, but in mine, like, like you said, she survives. Um, well, and then instead of them deciding to separate the kids, she's initially raising Luke and Leia. And then at like two, when Luke starts showing force ability, like force sensitivity, she keeps she the whole time she has kept in touch with Obi-Wan and Yoda. Mm-hmm. And when Luke starts showing force ability, they're afraid that Vader's going to come get them. Like, so basically like Vader wouldn't give a shit about his kids unless he thought he could train them to be, you know, to join the dark side. And so when Luke starts moving shit with his mind, they're like, Oh, Obi-Wan, you gotta, you gotta save him. And then Obi-Wan decides like, where in the galaxy can I keep this kid where this kid can be safe? But, but Vader would never look for him. Oh, he hates his home world. He'll never go back there. To me, that makes sense. Like, okay, that's why they were separated because Luke was using the force. He was clearly very strong in the force as a toddler. And she didn't want to keep him around because she didn't want to risk him being found by Vader. That right. to me makes more sense. Like that explains why you had to separate them. And then just that little line of like Vader hates his home planet. He'd never go back there. Yeah. Cause I know in the comics, he went back once to basically put Jabba in his place. Yeah. Because I think Jabba was like trying to hit up Imperial cruisers, transports, all that. And Vader basically kind of came there saying, hi, I'm basically the, it's like, I'm the sheriff of these parts and uh, you better get in line or I'm going to basically take you out. <laughs> but yeah, because I, I know, I think the only time he went back was to, you know, fix, well, put Jabba in his place. Yeah, and intimidate Jabba. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, it, and he would have never gone anywhere near where he grew up or his family place. Cause that's the scene of where his mom died. Like, why would he want, he, he wouldn't want to go back there. So right. he would have never like, he literally would have just gone in intimidated Java and then gotten the hell out of there as fast as possible. Yeah. And he wouldn't have even listened. Like he wouldn't have checked out on anything because like, that's nothing but painful memories, but not the kind that can keep him strong on the force. Like the kind that would make him depressed and want to kill himself. So right. 
he wouldn't, he definitely wouldn't revisit that. Um, so I think it does make sense why they give him the last, like it kind of doesn't make sense to give him the last name Skywalker. Like that part doesn't make sense because it's like, you're really going to give him his dad's name and you're trying to keep him from his dad. That does, you would change his name, <laughs> you know, but okay, whatever. Yeah. At least he's like, it still makes sense for him to be where in that specific place where you know he's no ne- Vader's never going to come back and you have Obi-Wan keeping an eye on him from a distance. So that makes sense to me. Um but it doesn't make sense why they split them up if it wasn't for like if Luke never showed force ability, force sensitivity. And also that makes it makes sense why Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen would have kept him from using from doing anything, you know, with his force sensitivity. They would have tried to suppress that in him to try to keep him from even knowing that he was force sensitive or being anywhere near anybody force sensitive for fear that Vader might come back. Vader might come looking for him. Right. So it makes sense why they were so paranoid and like, no, you're going to stay the hell away from all of this stuff and why they wouldn't want him to join the Imperial Army because Vader's like the head of that. They would have found him quickly. Exactly. Well, they would have found him just for the fact that somebody named Skywalker from his home planet joined. Like that would have sent some red flags up, you know? Well, so, yeah. So all of that would have made all of everything makes sense. If you just, just tweak around the edges, just a little tweak here and there. One thing I would love to see if anyone has this kind of fan theory going or fan story already written is what if Luke did enjoy, did um, attend the Imperial Academy and Vader found him. What if Vader secretly trained, trained him like in the game, um, uh, Star killer. Yep. Yeah. Well, in that case, then Yoda and Obi-Wan would have found, I almost said Padme, uh, Leia. Because remember, yep. Yoda originally wanted it to be Leia. He didn't like Luke. Nope. He's too old. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I feel I like... I his excuses. Leia was... Well, he also said that he's too... Basically, he's a damn fool. He was yep. like, I can't work with this. <laughs> like, what? He's not humble. Like, what the hell? Um, and I think Leia would have been far more pliable because she was already on their side. And like, if yeah. you go to her and you're like, hey, you have force sensitivity. You just didn't know it. But, you know, let me train you and then you can you can actually defeat the dark side. Then I think she would have been more willing. Um, so I I think that's what would have happened if Vader had found Luke then it would have been it would have been a completely different battle because instead of it being Luke versus Vader and Palpatine, it would have been Luke versus Leia, Yoda versus Palpatine. And then I still think it kind of would have gone by with Vader looking back and forth. The difference is Sean would have gotten his damn way and it would have been Leia to turn Vader. And when Leia turned Vader, he probably would have killed the, the Emperor and then worked to turn Luke back to the light or to the light because he wouldn't have been, he would have started out dark side. Honestly, Leia would have easily turned Vader back. I think, I think like once, you know, if Leia had gotten some sort of formal training like Luke did in Empire, mm-hmm. like say somehow both of them knew they were Skywalkers, both of them went to Dagobah, saw Yoda, mm-hmm. and both of them went to face Vader. I think Leia would have had a much easier time convincing her, convincing him. I don't, here's why I don't think so because the whole reason, the whole way that Luke won was he convinced Vader to go back to the dark side, but that was not what he was sent there to do. He was sent there to defeat him, but he was the one saying, "No, there's good in him. I sense it." 
Leia, I think, would have gone 100% with Yoda and Obi-Wan's training and would have had the entire intention of destroying both of them. And when she got there, then maybe she like she has to kind of be convinced that there's good in him. But I think Leia's like 100% team kill him. <laughs> because well, I mean, cuz look at how she's like she's the feisty one. She's the one who's like even when her whole when her entire planet is on the line, she's like I'm not going to tell you fuck all. She's way stronger yeah. than Luke as far as like oh, determination yeah. and personality. So once she decides I'm going to turn him, then it's pretty much done. Cause she's, when she decides to do something like she gets it done, but yeah. she wouldn't have had, she would have had to change her mind while there. She wouldn't have gone in with the, I'm going to, there's good in him. I can turn him. She would have gone in like, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. And then she could have decided, I think what would have happened. I think it would have been actually been Luke that she turned first. I think that she would have gone there with the intention of fighting Vader found Luke and while fighting Luke, she would have been like, you're not even evil. Like I can sense it. And she would have been able to turn Luke. And then it still would have been Luke to start determining I can, you know, turn Vader. So it probably would have still played out the same. Yeah. But, but uh, it would have started that, that just it would have just my head layer with the lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. She had a pretty cool lightsaber. Like, that was actually probably the best thing about Rise of Skywalker was seeing Leia's lightsaber. Yeah. It was a cool design. Yeah, also in Rise of Skywalker, it totally should have been Anakin, not his father, to come back. I get it. There's symbolism in having his father be the one to, you know, turn him, but it should have been Anakin. Yeah. Just saying. Because Anakin, for one, like, okay, so his father showing up was a projection from Leia, which is what killed her. But I would have rather it been the force ghost of Anakin to come back because that would have been an awesome dynamic to have the haunted helmet of Vader be the thing that turns him to the dark side, but to have the actual force ghost of Anakin to be the thing that turned him back. Yeah. That would have been awesome, but we didn't get hmm. there. Yeah. Oh, well, it is what it is right, right now until, until it gets retconned. Until John and Dave fix it. I'm team retcon. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, no episode for like what? Four more episodes before season two is done. Mandalorian. Yes, about I think. Yeah, is, it, is it eight or is it ten? I think it's only eight. Oh, okay. That kind of sucks though, because it's like when it's over, you're like, oh, that was it. <laughs> like, like I wanted more. Like every season, like I feel like I feel like it's just enough to make you want more, so that when it's over, you're like, I I needed more of that. <laughs> like I didn't get enough. Yeah, for me, it's like okay, like like once season one end is like crap, it's over. It's like exactly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, re- I'm gonna rewatch it. They have us right where they want us. Oh, yeah. We're like, please, sir, some more. <laughs> and then they keep like every episode. They're like, oh, yeah. Like it's like the end of the first season. They were like, boom, Darksaber. And now we're like, what? So then we have to come back for season two. And then in season two, they were like, oh, yeah. So uh, we're not really going to show you the Darksaber for right now. But uh, hey, bam, Bo-Katan. We're like, what? Bo-Katan, what? And then she turns around and is like, Ahsoka Tano. And then we just lose our collective shits. Like, what? Ahsoka lives. It's, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they have us right where they want us. Like, we couldn't boycott this shit if we wanted to. Like, like, we have to watch every episode now. Well, and one Uh, thing I like about The Mandalorian is that it's not fan service. This is like, they know what the fans want. 
but they're going to make it their own. But they're using, yeah, they're using it to tell a story. They're not just dropping Ahsoka's name for the sake of like, oh, come back. They're like, for example, we didn't know we wanted Baby Yoda, but it's what we needed. You know, <laughs> like, I saw eating a those, meme the eating other those frog day. eggs. Yes. I saw a meme the other day that was perfect. <laughs> it was Kylo. It was not even Kylo Ren. It's actually from um, it's Adam Driver, but from a marriage story. Mm-hmm. And he's like yelling <laughs> in the meme and he's yelling to someone like, what are you doing? Like, this is my Star Wars. Or, like, this is my story. And baby Yoda. It's just like an image of baby Yoda with his hand up. And he was like, I am Star Wars now. <laughs> and then, it's true. And then Kylo was like yelling like, no, like I, I'm the one. I was a star of three movies. And then baby Yoda goes, you're an emo kid with a glow stick. <laughs> I lost it. And then, then Kylo or not Kylo, but Adam Driver goes, go to bed. <laughs> and he goes, baby Yoda goes, I'm thirsty. <laughs> That meme made my day. <laughs> it's just, it's such a memeable character, though. It's what's awesome about it. Oh, and the, it was so cute. I knew it was going to happen. This episode, when he was like, they were, you know, flipping around and everything when they were fighting the, the TIE fighters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he just finished eating. He's so going to throw up when that's yeah. over. Sure as <laughs> shit. As soon as it up. <laughs> I was like, he's so adorable. It's just like a baby. <laughs> he's enjoying it like wee. And then as soon as he's done, bleh. Yeah, like B is like, uh, it's like, oh, it's the macaroons he was eating. Oh, that yeah, was so adorable. <laughs> okay, so uh, before we wrap it up, is there anything else you would like to say about Revenge of the Sith? Um, no, just gonna say it's probably the best of the, the best movie of the prequel trilogy. <sighs> I know debatable, but that's my my two cents. I mean, a lot of people agree with you. And I would say as far as like, looking back now, you're probably right. But for me, I was the most disappointed because I had put all of my hopes for the whole sequel trilogy on this one movie. Because it was like each movie was like, okay, well, that wasn't great. But, you know, the next one will be it. And then the next movie, you know. I hate sand. So it's like, all right, doesn't matter. We're getting Vader. This one's going to be awesome. And so like all of my hopes for the entire prequels were put on Revenge of the Sith. And to me, it just didn't deliver. So, I mean, technically it is a better movie than Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones, but all of them suck when when you compare them to the Clone Wars. So that's my two cents. There you go. The Clone Wars is better than all of it. So just watch all watch all six seasons or seven. All, all seven seasons of the Clone yep. Wars. Just do that. It, it's worth your time. Yes. And then just like fuck off. Because especially like Order 66, what the way they did it in Revenge of the Sith was very like, you know, execute Order 66. Everybody dies. Boom, boom, boom. Jedi Fallen, right? But in the Clone Wars, execute Order 66. Now Ahsoka's like, I'm refusing to kill you even though you're trying to kill me. And it's like, you feel it. And it's, it's, it makes it real, you know? And like, even though she's a Jedi, she's trying not to kill them all for not. Cause they all die later anyway. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, Oh, it is heartbreaking. And then you <laughs> see Vader. And then it's just, Oh, it's, that's so much better. <laughs> watch the Clone Wars. Don't even bother with the prequels. Just watch the Clone Wars. 
So you'll get it just from, just from Clone Wars. You'll understand the entire prequels. It's got, yeah, it gets you. The Clone Wars hits you in the feels. Oh, and then especially when he picks up her lightsabers, like, oh, man. Yep. That's when oh. he just kind of gave up. He's like, okay, I'm done. Uh, it's still. Uh, and again, in that moment, you can kind of feel what Vader's feeling. And it's a, way more than he ever felt for Padme. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so. <laughs> Because when he was like Padme's dad, he's like, all right, I guess I'm just evil now. But then even after he's evil, he's like, Ahsoka. See? See? Yeah. Unintentional chemistry. There you go. (sighs) Okay, so my ranting is over. (laughs) Fair enough. Until next time. Until next time. If you like this episode... Do us a favor. If you're listening through Apple, give us a five-star rating or any other app. Drop us a like. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can hear new episodes when they come out. Thanks. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. (laughs) Yeah.